plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to Locked On Cowboys. I am your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. It is Tuesday, October 11th. As always, I appreciate you joining us for today's episode. We're going to touch a lot on the Dak Prescott, Tony Romo quarterback controversy. Jerry Jones went on the radio earlier today, discussed the same thing. We'll also get into some injury news. Jerry Jones saying it is unlikely Des Bryant will play at Green Bay this week. We're also going to touch on the the catch controversy <laughs> two years later. Jerry Jones says he still doesn't know what a catch is, and like a lot of football fans, I don't think. Sometimes I wonder if the NFL really knows what a catch is, uh, given ha- how many times they've reworked the rules. And I'll also play some audio for Jason Garrett from yesterday. So this should be a packed episode, but first and foremost, Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. This controversy is only brewing and only going to get stronger. Dak Prescott, everyone knows what a great start he's off to. He has exceeded expectations. The Cowboys did not know what they were getting in this fourth-round pick. So Dak Prescott has looked very, very impressive, has posted a 100-plus pass rating in the last four games, and continues to take care of the ball, has yet to throw an interception. He is very close to breaking Tom Brady's record of most pass attempts without an interception. So it, it, it is very hard for the Cowboys to take Dak Prescott out of the mix. It would seem like that at this point, of course. Uh, but with that said, you know, Jerry has said multiple times, this is Tony Romo's team. Dak Prescott said that. Uh, Jason Garrett said that. But th- at the end of the day, the Cowboys are in the business of winning football games. And right now, no one gives them a better chance to win football games than Dak Prescott. And Jerry Jones went on radio today saying nobody should be happier about the success. And no one is happier about Dak's success than Tony Romo. And he said, quote, it's given us the luxury to absolutely maximize any thought that we might have with this rehab time and just the ability to weigh that as we go and pick our spots. In other words, Jerry Jones is saying the Cowboys can be patient because Dak Prescott is playing so well and keeping the Cowboys in the hunt. And, of course, Tony Romo wants to compete for a Super Bowl. And if Dak Prescott went out there and struggled, the Cowboys wouldn't be in the position they are where they can realistically get into the playoffs and make a run. So... Uh, so it will be interesting to see how the Cowboys handle this. And as I said, the Dak hype has only grown with the Sports Illustrated cover and you know just what he's been able to do on such a high-profile team in such a high-profile situations. And as Jerry Jones said, quote, it's a wonderful problem to have. It's a miracle problem to have in my, man- my mind. I'm so proud because every time Dak takes a snap, I see our future getting stronger. 
I see the encouragement that this his future brings to this team. I see what he's doing right now. So there's no question the Dak Dak hype and, and Dak mania is growing, is alive and well, and it will be interesting to see kind of how the Cowboys handle this situation going forward. It's a very delicate situation because the Jones family is so loyal to Tony Romo. Him and Jason Garrett are pretty much best friends, so it's very hard to kind of A, bench a guy who's 4-1 like Dak Prescott, and B, not go with a guy who's been there for the past decade who uh, they respect and want to succeed so much. But let me take this moment to remind you all, check out the Locked On Podcast Network's on iTunes, on Audio Boom. This is Locked On Cowboys. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers about the Locked On Podcast Network. We have the most inside scoops, inside experts covering each team. Check out Locked On NFL with Matt Williamson for all your for all the news around the league. Check out Locked On Fantasy for all your fantasy needs, who to sit, who to start. And also make sure you check out Locked On Mavericks, Locked On Jazz, Locked On uh, the NBA teams because, of course, basketball season is getting underway. So check out the Locked On Podcast Network. We definitely appreciate your support. And getting back to the Cowboys and, and you know, the, the quarterback controversy in my mind is really kind of, you know, simple. See what Dak does this week against Green Bay. If he leads the Cowboys to another win and they're 5-1 and one going into the bye week, then, then they got the Eagles at night and, you know, just kind of take it week to week, to week so to speak. Uh, I, I do think Tony Romo is going to get back in the game at some point against the Browns on November 6th. That is an easy game. And, and the real key, though, the, the Cowboys can kind of play it smart. Tony Romo has been suspect to injury on short weeks. Given how well Dax played, why not – you know, make sure Dak starts that Thanksgiving game and stays fresh just because you don't want to risk Tony Romo having another injury. So, it, I mean, I, I think there are ways that the Cowboys can work around it and get it done. But for now, this is Dak Prescott's team. He is looking very solid. Uh, looks like he'll have a third week without Des Bryant. But the other receivers have really played pretty nicely compared to last year when Des Bryant was out. I mean, Terrence Williams had five catches for 70 yards against the Bengals. All five of those catches went for first downs. Cole Beasley, four catches, 53 yards. Jason Wynn had three catches for 43 yards. Zeke, three catches for 37 yards out of the backfield. And Bryce Beller had two catches for 20 yards. So uh, they were really able to mix and match nicely, and w- w- which is uh, – very important it goes without saying very important for him because you know without all of this uh, or without the weapons without Dez they needed to get more guys involved and and Dak Prescott's done a great job of working the ball around and finding the different uh, receivers the open receivers a very democratic approach which it's something Brian Whedon and Matt Castle and Kellen Moore really struggled with last year was finding the open guy and, and not really taking – or they took chances, but they weren't uh, smart chances, so to speak, whereas Dak has only thrown a couple balls that could have been picked. So Dak Prescott is definitely playing 
well, as we've said, Zeke Elliott. So uh, I want to get into this Jason Garrett audio right now. That's how we do that as coaches, and that's how we do it with our players. Hopefully, 
to approach the right way, you will get better each day and each week. What do you like Oh, I think there are a number of things uh, in, in all three phases. Uh, obviously, we got off to a good start on offense. Uh, the two-minute drop before the half, we didn't cash in on. Uh, did a really good job coming out in the second half uh, with a long run for a touchdown by Zeke. Uh, had a good drive after that, uh, but then uh, we had the turnover in the red zone, our first non-score in the red zone up to this point. Uh, the next drive after that, we punted, and I thought we did a good job on the last drive of the game convert that third down and be able to uh, end the game with victory. So I thought that was good. Uh, the red zone turnover was not good. Um, and uh, the drive before the half, where we didn't cash in, those are things you have to look at and you have to try to get better at. Uh, there was a two pre-stop penalties. One of them cost us a touchdown. We did a good job overcoming that and scoring a touchdown after that. But uh, those are things you have to certainly address and, and uh, rectify going forward. Um, Defensively, they ran the ball for, I think, over five yards an attempt. Uh, so that's something you have to address. Uh, some of that was circumstances in the game. When you're ahead, you, you might play defense a little bit differently. I uh, thought we did a good job. They had the first six drives in the game, they punted five times and they missed a field goal. Uh, we shut them out for three quarters, but they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And uh, you just have to keep the standard high for that. We understand that we're up by 28 in that situation. Uh, your objective is to win the game. Uh, but there are some things within those drives that we can certainly get better at. The two scoring plays are things uh, very directly where we missed a coverage and we didn't have the right leverage, and uh, that allowed them to score the touchdowns and convert on those drives. So those are things you want to bring up to your team and get better at the kicking game. We did a lot of good things. Guys showed up. Uh, specialists were outstanding in the game. Uh, but we, we muffed a punt. Uh, that's an area that you have to get better at. And uh, there was a protection that they challenged with early on in punt protection. So, all right, that was Jason Garrett from yesterday, his Monday morning session with us reporters. And as you heard him say, a, a lot of things to get better at, but uh, there's no question that the Cowboys and, and Jason Garrett are certainly happy with where they're at at 4 and 1. Uh, can't do much better, and, and they were at Terrence Williams. Uh, gaff from being able to possibly try a game-winning field goal in that season opener and get into 5-0. and uh, So this week, uh, another test. We said it last week, the Bengals were their biggest test, but this week they're going up to Green Bay 3-1. and one. The Packers are 3-1. and one. And uh, as everyone knows, Lambeau Field is what it is. It's also the site of the infamous catch-no-catch no catch by Des Bryant two years ago in the playoffs. And, and Jerry Jones uh, talked about that earlier today on his radio show on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, to put it bluntly, he doesn't even know what a catch is. And that's one of the strongest voices in the NFL. Jerry said point blank about that Des uh, play. It knocked the credibility out from under the way we judge what's a catch and what's not. Since that play, I don't believe they've been able to say it in a way that any of us understands yet. And that is true. I mean, they, the NFL, the officials have not been able to put it in layman's terms on what is and what is not a catch. They've gone with this vague thing of a receiver turning into a runner. If he takes multiple steps, if he shows an ability to try and ward off a defender, things like that. And they also have a section in the rule book about a player going to the ground, which uh, Des Bryant, I guess, was ruled going to the ground in that play, even though he appeared to take two steps. 
and then tried to reach for the goal line with the ball. But uh, long story short, it, it pretty much just says if a player loses control of the ball and the ball touches the ground before he regains control, the pass is incomplete. If he regains control prior to the ball touching ground, the pass is complete. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> so, uh, still a lot of questions about what is and is not a catch around the NFL, and all dates back to that fateful night in Lambeau Field where the Cowboys were not able to overcome that play and eventually lost and were knocked out of the postseason in the divisional round. So, uh, but going back there, Des Bryant, as I said earlier, likely will not play. But that's going to do it for this episode. I'll be back tomorrow with more sound from the locker room. Uh, tomorrow's a big day. Dak Prescott talks. Ezekiel Elliott talks. Uh, other guys talk. Jason Winton goes on Thursday. So, uh, so I'll definitely have hopefully some good audio from the locker room tomorrow, and I'll get that up uh, probably sometime tomorrow night. Uh, I got another work deal at 4 p.m. at Texas Motor Speedway. So. Uh, But that will be up later tomorrow night, and I will for sure get something up first thing Thursday as well. So make sure you check those out. Again, this is Locked On Cowboys. I'm your host, Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. As always, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.